not every company is going to have thousands of people that they can engage with. You know, even if it's 20 or 50 folks internally that you can help get the word out, that's a huge help. And who knows, those 20 or 50 could have two or three friends and that grows to hundreds and hundreds. I think that's just how you get the snowball effect rolling. That was Min Lee, vice president at DVL Siegenthaler, a Finn Partners company. He has communications experience in a variety of industries, including consumer products and services, travel and hospitality, telecommunications, healthcare, and financial services. Men joins us to discuss the importance of properly and effectively promoting your podcast. He also gives us an inside look at the promotion strategy for the official podcast of Jack Daniels, Around the Barrel. Men also offers his tips for writing episode titles and descriptions that will grab your audience's attention instantly. Welcome to Brandcasting with Relationary Marketing, the show all about how to build a professional branded podcast that delivers on your business's goals. I'm your host, Clark Buckner, partner and co-founder here at Relationary. We're a turnkey podcast production agency for B2B content marketing. We help brands and agencies create engaging content to establish thought leadership, nurture key relationships, and promote events. For a recap and transcript of this episode, and to download our free five-step guide to building a branded podcast, head on over to relationarymarketing.com podcast. Now, let's jump in. Hello, I am a director at DVL Signetaller. I've been with the agency for about six and a half, seven or so years uh, now from Nashville, Tennessee. I went to school at Murfreesboro, MTSU at Murfreesboro, and then moved back to Nashville and started working uh, since then. I didn't know that. So you actually been with them at River since you graduated. Yeah, I started as an intern after grad school, and then I was lucky enough to stay on after that. And you know, fast forward six and a half or so years now and sitting in the studio with Clark. Yeah. Friendly Menly. <laughs> is your Instagram handle. And you really are, man. You've been so much fun to work with yeah, these well, last couple of years. Likewise. And we really want to use this as a chance to just kind of hear not only your story, but talk a little about your journey through podcasting, your journey through content marketing, and also using podcasts for content marketing. There's a lot of things we could talk about with you. So how about we just start from the beginning? If you could rewind us back of just how you got into using podcasting as a marketing slash storytelling tool. Sure, sure, sure. So as a consumer of podcasts, you know, probably I'm relatively new to the podcasting side in terms of consuming it, you know, maybe four or five years or so, just, you know, listening, podcasts during road trips. And obviously Serial was a big one. I think yeah. that's a big one that introduces a lot of people to podcasting. You're but absolutely right. Coming from Serial, you know, listening to different true crime shows that, you know, make road trips a lot easier to do. With that as a background, I always kind of knew what podcasting was. But then for Jack Daniels, how we got into it is every year we kind of sit through and do a brainstorming session with the intern team in terms of how do you, how do we continue to get the Jack Daniels story and the message out there? You know, it's a more than 150 year old company. And before I started working on it, you really think that, you know, a brand like Jack Daniels really sells itself. And to an extent it does. Um, but on the PR and marketing side, you really have to dig down and find what is it that's new about it every year and how do you go about telling stories in a new way, new and interesting way. And for Jack Daniels, one of the things we brainstormed, the team brought up was podcasting. And so for us, podcasting is an excellent tool inside of the brand's toolbox. So obviously they 
reach out to consumers and fans and friends of the brand in a number of different ways. And podcasting is a new way for us to do that, to reach our audience and be where they are. Jack Daniels' audience is, you know, they say, the brand uses a lot of acronyms and they, uh, they say the audience is LDA to D&D, which means legal drinking age to damn near dead. So okay. <laughs> the idea is, right, you know, there's so many there's different- so many people. So many people who drink Jack Downs and enjoy Jack Downs. And from the younger folks to the older folks, we need to be where they are in terms of consuming media and consuming information and stories. So, um, you know, whether it's uh, the, an older generation or older population, you know, who's consuming media, traditional media, or on the younger side who, you know, are very well-versed on the technology side and they're consuming stories through podcasting. The goal for Jack Downs is to be there in, in every situation. So for us, podcasting was a new and interesting way to tell the stories um, in a different medium to reach even more people. It was a first big step because it's actually the first major spirits brand to have their own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're doing research, to the best of our knowledge, um, it is the first major spirits brand to have its podcast, like you mentioned. And for us, being the first mover in the space has been very advantageous. You know, you only get to be new once, right? And so when we launched the podcast, it gave us an excellent opportunity to kind of tell that story to be the first player in the space um, on the podcasting side. And so now you see that manifest through different news articles or stories or whatever. When other brands are jumping on on the trend now and they're starting their own podcast, a lot of times when journalists write brand XYZ as has a new podcast, Jack Daniels is often mentioned in those stories as well as being, you know, one of the they're first. They're doing thing. it too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I like how you talk about the toolbox and how you have different tools available to carry the message. And I can't even imagine how much you're doing with, I mean, this is one of your main accounts that you're working on, right? Mm -hmm. Jack Daniels, but they're doing so many different things. And this is one of the vehicles to use. So when you rewind it back, you also said you can only be new once. So I'm curious, what seemed to work really well from what you remember of building excitement around a launch of a podcast. You've only been new once, so how do you, how would you, what advice would you go back and give yourself or maybe give to other folks thinking about starting a podcast with a brand or a big company? Yeah, for us, you know, after the brainstorming, we got the go-ahead from the brand team to explore this idea, and, you know, completely new to them, completely new to us. So kind of started from ground zero, and, you know, we started with building a strategy and a launch strategy for First, how do you get this thing done? But then once it's done, how do you get it out there to the masses and to generate buzz, like you mentioned? And for us, it was engaging our media friends and influencers and putting a PR strategy behind it, too. So, you know, as we were nearing launch date, you know, we're posting teasers or we're sending teasers out to journalists to kind of get their uh, interest and attention. Um, and then when it finally launches, obviously, we... We send the link out, right, in the video and the messages and all the assets out to our friends and kind of introduce them to the podcast, invite them to listen. And that luckily drew enough attention from the industry trades uh, where they wrote stories about it. They asked to interview some folks from our team about it. And it actually even drew a lot of interest from journalists wanting to be on the podcast, which was a great opportunity to bring in outside guests, create more content, but also cross-promote as well. Yeah, that's so cool. All right, so now let's zoom it in. We've talked big picture, but now if you could get a little bit tactical on just the approach that you've seen that has worked best, and this is going to be along the lines of publishing an actual episode. So description, title, blog, show notes, just all those kinds of phrases, SEO. 
what are some of the, the, the best practices that you found, not only on the actual content that it gets sustainably published, but also from a workflow standpoint of that you're dealing with a lot of people with just one episode, what does that end product, not including the audio, what's the best way to make that look and feel? Yeah. So I think one of the best things about our relationship with Jack Daniels, they really trust us as a partner to develop that content and to, you know, set what it is that the episode's going to be to draw the most views or listens, right? And so on the episode title, we like to be as creative as possible. That's, you know, when someone's scrolling through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever it might be, that's one of the first things they see. So for the episode title, you want to be as descriptive as possible to kind of give them, you know, an understanding of what the episode's going to be about. But I think we also try to use it as a way to catch their attention. We kind of think of it, you know, as an email subject line, for instance, or a news article title. You want to be representative, but how can you also capture attention? And, you know, maybe that's a clickbaity title, or maybe that's something with the host name or another nugget of information that, you know, when someone stumbles across it, kind of catches their attention. It's like, huh, that's kind of interesting. What's that all about? And so I think similarly for the description as well, you know, you want to be descriptive about the episode, but what are those one or two or three sentences that really captures the conversation, but also gets people interested and want to know more and want to click through. I like the email subject line example. And it's also important to call out that, especially with podcasts, you have a lot of limited real estate. Yeah. And when you're in an app, you don't want to just put name of show, episode number, and then maybe the description. Because you see, a lot, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out yeah. there that are putting the episode number in your title. Not that we're going to get too technical right now, but just treat it like it's an email subject line. Now we're seeing in the industry, it's a lot more developed where episode numbers and all those kinds of specifics are already built in now. So maybe that's too much, too in the weeds, but... No, but I think that makes sense because, you know, instead of episode information on Tennessee whiskey, you know, we go the route of what's Tennessee whiskey. So it's kind of saying the same thing, but in a different manner that kind of draws, you know, attention and kind of gets, you know, the wheels turning in your head. I really like that. Any other advice on just how marketers and general content marketers can better promote their podcasts on, let's say, social media? Yeah. Engaging with your guests, whoever come on comes on the podcast, making it as easy as possible for them to share. Um, whether that's, you know, sending them the right link or giving them recommended post copy or images. Obviously, you know, you don't want to dictate what they can and cannot post, but if you can make it as easy as possible, a lot of times they will take your suggestions. But then also engaging your audiences on social as well, right? So depending on your podcast, you know, maybe it's doing a Q&A and incorporating that into your podcast from your social media or even asking your followers, you know, what topics are they interested in and what, you know, may or may not work and kind of get a feel for that. On social media. Yeah. That's cool. I know we've also set up an email address that we've sometimes plugged in the audio, and that's been something that can be a good place to get that direct feedback too. Yeah, and two, engaging your internal audience to help promote the show or the podcast, right? And, you know, a lot of times internally, that's your best advocate. Those are your best advocates. For Jack Daniels, for instance, you know, we have ton of workers throughout Brown Foreman globally who listen to the show and, you know, are really interested in it too. But then also down in Lynchburg, we've heard from a number of different tour guides who say that they love the podcast and the content behind it. And they even pitch us episode topics. So having that level of engagement from your internal audiences obviously helps grow the brand, but then that creates natural ambassadors to help promote Man. beyond that as well. I love that extra layer. And 
I know a lot of this dialogue we're having right now is about external and social media and, you know, how to promote it with email subject line thought processes, but the internal marketing cannot be overlooked. Even if you're a smaller organization, of course, in this case, Brown Foreman, big company, mm-hmm. but that's a really good call out. Have you found, is there a different way you approach internal messaging about, hey, we have a podcast now? Yeah, I think it really it really depends on your company, right, and the company culture and how you receive news. But, you know, one of the first things we did upon launching was put together an email blast that, you know, could go out to the company and kind of encourage them to listen, rate, subscribe. That was a huge help. Yeah. Out of yeah. the gate, I've really noticed that you had a lot of those positive comments. And that feels good out of the out of the it gives a good social proof. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not every company's gonna have thousands of people that they can engage, but you know, even if it's twenty or fifty folks internally that you can help get the word out, that's a huge help. And who knows, those twenty or fifty could have two or three friends and that grows to hundreds and hundreds. And then I think that's just how you get the snowball effect rolling. I love it. Something else we were talking about earlier is this idea of a toolbox as a content marketer, and this is one vehicle to use. I've got one more clip I want to play for us. This is Audrey Martovich, managing producer at Radiotopia, and they just do, of course, so many amazing shows. And so she's talking about the importance of not only getting listeners, but deepening your connection with listeners. To us, we think so much about community and, like, how can we kind of gather people to become, you know, listeners, but then also like take a step beyond that and share the show with their friends, donate, come to our live shows. Like it's like we're always trying to deepen that connection. I think more than we're trying to spread it out far and wide, you know. Any thoughts you have on that? I think that's perfect. And, you know, for Jack, I think that fits really well into our goals and what we're trying to do. You know, if we can interest, you know, maybe a few folks from this podcast to really go down the Lynchburg and really experience it. To me, that's enough. Not everything we do has to reach millions and millions and millions of people, but if we can reach a few people the right way and have them take action, I think that's a win. That's really good. Let's talk more about success you've seen with podcasting, but just to kind of talk just another moment about what you just said, it's not to be taken for granted the listen numbers or the download numbers because the consumption of how someone listens to a podcast is just different than someone passively scrolling, maybe watching a first 30 seconds of a video. They're typically have earbuds in, they're enjoying something, they're doing an activity that's passive so they can be listening to a podcast, which gives them a lot longer to listen to something. So I remember also from the beginning, you and Molly and the the team that we get to work with over on your side of things with DVLS, I remember they shared with us this, I guess like Jack Daniels brand guide, but basically the main takeaway is it's about building friends mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's less about looking at someone as a, a data point. These are just, you're building more friends with Jack or, or deepening that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's some tactics that you know, you want to reach as wide of an audience as possible where, you know, if you put an ad out, for instance, and you want to get millions of views for a few seconds versus a podcast where you can get a couple thousand, couple tens of thousand or whatever it might be, listens for 15, 20 minutes. You know, there's there's a difference between the two. And that's not to say one's right or wrong, but going back to that toolbox analogy where, you know, di- there's different tools that accomplish different things. So you just have to know going in that, you know, what you want to get out of a podcast is just inherently different than what you might get from a display ad, for instance. 
That's good. So let's continue that dialogue around success. And I know success has a different type of definition and different people, but what's one or two ways you've seen success in podcasting? I think I mentioned the example earlier, but when journalists write about new brands coming into the podcasting space, especially on the spirit side, and I think seeing Jack Daniels mention among that, I think is, you know, a, a pretty good validator of success to us and that, you know, Jack Daniels was... And they're ahead. saying good things about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Too. Ahead of the trend a little bit. Uh, obviously, podcasting has been around for years, but to have brands kind of step in and produce their own podcasts is relatively new in the past few years or so. And having Jack talked about in that light, I think, is a big success for us. I think back to internal, what, one of the things, interestingly, we've heard from Jack Daniels employees and Brown Foreman employees is that we found that Around the Barrel is a huge help in terms of brand history and onboarding folks. Man, I had not known this. Yeah, yeah. So on the Jack Daniels side, you know, they rotate assignments every five, ten years or so. Um, so a lot of times we have new brand ambassadors or brand um, managers who roll on to Jack Daniels. And as you can imagine, there's a lot to take in and a lot of history to learn within their first, you know, couple months or whatever. So we've actually heard that a lot of employees, you know, rely on the podcast. <laughs> When I love they, it. When they have downtime, just like, to I'm, I'm laughing just because it's like yeah. a it's like a pleasant surprise. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? So you know, we created this to be mainly external content for you know fans, consumers, those friends of Jack, Jack, friends of Jack. You know, but an interesting byproduct has been it's been a great resource internally for brand history and onboarding. Also, anecdotally, when you hear comments from employees or from visitors down in Lynchburg about the podcast and how you know, interested they are to learn more stories or, you know, if if they say to us, you know, we get some comments on via email or social media about how so-and-so's story is really interesting or their perspective is really interesting that they hadn't really thought about. I think those types of comments really are the barometer for success for us. Like you mentioned, you know, there are metrics, downloads, listens or whatever, but I think the space is so new that those metrics don't mean as much as metrics in other parts of the marketing right. world do yet. So I think anecdotal and subjective um, measures are really important right now. When you hear from the people you care about most that they're enjoying it, that's certainly an indicator you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I'm hearing that loud and clear. I love it. Well, man, I am just thrilled to get the chance to hang out with you a little bit, talking about Jack Daniels, talking about podcasting. These are all my favorite <laughs> things. So anything else that you want to leave us with, anything else on your mind or on your heart, just as it relates to the work you do and, and all that? I guess I would say, you know, we talked a lot about Jack Daniels, which is, you know, this internationally known brand. But I think what's important is that you also don't have to be this global brand to have a podcast. You know, whatever budget may be, I think can find a way to do it. You can find a way to get resourceful, leverage your internal networks, your external networks, and leverage the resources that you have already on hand to put this thing together. You know, we work with large brands and small brands. Some are local, regional companies, and I would probably advocate, you know, a podcast strategy for the smallest brands if that makes sense for them. So I think, you know, just knowing too that you're not limited by your resources and you don't have to have million-dollar budgets to pull this off. Man, well said. Really good. Podcasting, no matter how big the brand, there are no cheat codes or shortcuts. It's creating good content consistently, showing up regularly, and getting the message out. Well, you and your team do excellent work. It's so much fun to work with you. And this is an award-winning podcast, you know? We can't forget that. It's like one, a lot of really... Yeah, it's been fun. You, you guys have done a great job too, obviously. So we love love working with you guys. Oh, man. So you, our success is your success. Dude, 
Well said. All right. Well, cheers. And I'm looking forward to the future. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Brandcasting with Relationary Marketing. We're a turnkey podcast production agency for content marketing. And we'd love to hear from you. For a recap and transcript of this episode and to download our free five-step guide to building a branded podcast, visit relationarymarketing.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Are you hungry for more helpful tips on how to build a branded podcast? Stay on the lookout because season two of Brandcasting is coming soon. We've got a lot in store, including how to use podcasts as part of live events, like conferences, trade shows, and special events, all with the goal to promote brand awareness, connect with new customers, and amplify the experience for attendees. Brandcasting is a production of Relationary Marketing. This episode was produced by Simon Mack and executive producers, me, Clark Buckner, and Chuck Bryant, with editing by Dylan Caro, music by Jess Gromit, and additional production support provided by Anthony Luciani, AJ Myers, Riley Wallace, and Jasmine Merriweather. <laughs>